0: Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Joshua, chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt, and so that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the Israelites were camped in Gilgal, They kept the Passover in the evening on the 14th day of the month in the plains of Jericho. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and and parched grains. The manna ceased on the day they ate the produce from the land, and the Israelites no longer had manna. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan that year. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Send your word o Lord like the rain falling down upon the earth. Send your word O Lord like the rain falling down upon the earth. You may be seated. I'm gonna admit that I can be at times a, a very impatient person. And I, and I know uh, that my wife can probably uh, attest to that because if I'm expecting something, whether it be like a message or a phone call from somebody, I have a hard time just sitting there and waiting. Uh, I, I tend to take my phone and check it a million times to see if that person has uh, called me or has emailed me or texted me. Um, I just, I, I, I don't have the patience, right? If I know something is coming, a lot of times I just don't have the patience. Whether it be, too, uh, if I know I have a trip that's planned. I'm like, okay, like let's get to that that time where I can go on whatever trip it is that we have. And, and being that I, I am impatient, I, I've come to the realization that I probably would not make a, a very good farmer um, because I know, in my instance, I would probably plant the crops. And I would want them to grow in that moment, and that is just not how it works. There's a lot of work that goes into uh, being able to to produce all of those vegetables and fruits that that come from the land. And so my impatientness would probably get the best of me, hence why uh, I do not try to uh, plant an herb garden, like I say, because I know that I'm just not going to have the patience. To, to see the result. But waiting on produce to grow, right, that's, that's just a normal fact of life, and, and that's a, a normal process. Uh, we can't necessarily make that fruit and, or those vegetables and that produce come any faster than they do. We continue to water and make sure that they have the nutrients that they need, um, and make sure that they are getting plenty, pr- plenty of sunlight. Um, and so when we think uh, about farming and producing vegetables and when we think about producing fruit, uh, we, we are used to the land that we're using, right? The land that is familiar to us uh, or farmers that, that do this. They know the land in which they're using, but then, if they go to a different area, it's, it's a little unknown, right? Um, because not all soil uh, at every spot is exactly the same. They're, and, you know, sunlights are different. Um, and so it, it's a kind of a learning curve to figure out, okay, where's the best place to, to be able to put this and that? And I sit here, And I read about the Israelites and how they are in this new land. And up to this point, they're they're okay because God is uh, producing manna for them to be able to sustain themselves. But the Israelites, they're able to take this new land in which God has led them through Moses and Joshua and they've now been able to produce fruit and produce that then sustains them. Now, all of a sudden, they don't need the manna that is falling from the sky to sustain them, but rather they are able to sustain themselves. But in all of that, It was God that was there to help sustain the Israelites in this moment where they had to be patient, they had to learn, they had to wait in order that the produce grow in this new land that they are in. It took some help, it took some help for them to be able to survive. We have um, been talking the last couple of weeks uh, and, and working through kind of a, a visioning sermon series, right? Uh, figuring out how we as a congregation and how we as individuals can go way beyond the map that we know and that we see and further our reach and our knowledge of, uh, for God and That's exactly what the Israelites are doing, right? They're going and have been on this journey into a new land, uh, going way beyond what they knew as they are escaping uh, Egypt. And so they're going to this new land. And in all of, you know, our conversation... When we're talking about this this uh, congregation, this community of faith, when we're talking about our own lives, um, we're we're not necessarily moving to a whole new area and having to go on this journey through you know the wilderness, uh, you know the Red Sea, all the different uh, adventures that the Israelites will go through. But we really are trying to figure out how is it that we can continue to do ministry, effective ministry, and further the reach uh, uh, so that others know of God's message of hope in a world that is so different today than it was yesterday or the day before? In a world that is different from two years ago, three years ago, how is it that we can adapt as Christians and as a community to be able to to share. And I think one of uh, the ways that we, as uh, leadership amongst the church, have really um, thought about uh, and really identified as a, a primary uh, source of being able to share that hope and love of Christ is through um, outreach and missions, right? being able to uh, identify the needs within our community or within the communities even way beyond the city of Alabaster or Shelby County and be able to fill those needs as best as we can, to be those hands and feet of Christ. Now, One of the things I find very interesting, and and I'll admit that um, at times I have been guilty of this as well, when we talk about missions and outreach and we go out and we do those things, internally, I think because of our our humanity, we wonder uh, in different moments, um, how is it that this particular event or this mission, whatever it may be. How is this going to bring people into our congregation? How are we going to be able to uh, do this work and then be able to have those people come and and join us in worship and to know God? And I understand why a lot of us think that because we do want people to know who God is. We want people to know God's love and God's grace in their lives. But I wonder if we take a step back, what would it be like to just serve without asking for anything in return? What would it be like to go and To be exactly uh, as God was in this moment, right? Like, God is the one that saw the need uh, for the Israelites and and gave them the manna in which they needed. How can we go and find the needs of our communities and to be that that present? When we come to the table, right, um, of communion in our liturgy... uh, We talk about how Jesus Jesus fed the hungry, he healed the sick, and he ate with sinners. Now I know in those actions, people grew in their belief of Christ in that moment. Uh, That you know, how could you not? There are some miracles that are happening. uh, Some some things that were not used to be uh, being seen at that moment. But even in some of those actions, at times, there were moments where even the people around did not turn their heads and say, oh man, that's Jesus the Messiah. But yet Jesus continued to go and to feed the hungry, heal the sick, and eat with sinners. And so how can we go and do that in, what, in our outreach, in our missions as a congregation, but just in our individual lives? How can we go and, and do works of outreach and mission in our lives without wondering how can we get the community in which we're serving to come and to join us in worship. Rather, we, maybe we should be thinking, how can we meet the needs of the community that we are serving and that through time and service and our work, they'll know God's presence, whether they ever step foot in this sanctuary or in Restore, but they know that they are loved and that they are a child of God. How can we be welcoming to all of those that we encounter? Because one of the, the simplest uh, acts of, of outreach and, and the, one of the most simplest acts of sharing God's presence is being welcoming to all of those that we encounter. To be a smiling face because for some people, they might not experience that in their everyday life for whatever reason. And we don't know everyone's story that we encounter. But if we take that kindness and that love that we talk about from our God and we show it to all that we encounter. We're filling a need that we didn't even know was there. And we're doing it not so people will come and join us in worship and that we can fill up this sanctuary, but rather we're doing it so that the presence of God is seen. so how can we continue to be people that go and that outreach and that go and see the needs and continue in different missions that will share God's presence Uh, because we are impatient and we won't People in that moment of service to know God. But sometimes the fruit that comes may never be seen by us. But we can be the start, we can be the ones that lay those seeds. And maybe we see a sprout, maybe we don't. But we can be the hands and feet of Christ that go with no other objective than to fill the needs of those around us. And then we go and we pray. We pray that fruit will produce however that look, in those moments, but that everyone we encounter knows that they are loved and one hopefully wonders about that love and can grow in that love. The love that we know that has influenced our lives and in in the lives of so many. And so, may we go, may we identify needs in communities. Maybe sometimes not identify them as best as we could, but we go and we share that presence. Whether we ever see that fruit, that produce, come to fruition. But let us go and share and be the hands of feet. Of the God who is ever present and the God that is all loving. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just come to you today grateful for the ways in which you continue to be present, grateful in the ways in which you continue to love us. And Lord, we just ask that you continue to push each and every one of us so that we may go and serve, that we may go and reach others through love and hope, and that we be okay for the moments in which we do not see fruit being bared but rather we be the ones that continue to help plant the seeds so that one day fruit will be produced and that your love be felt in all that we do. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen.